0: Welcome back to another week of your favorite podcast, the One Hundred and One Things Under the Sun podcast. Go Cubs! I I had a feeling you were going to say that. The Cardinals Cubs just finished this weekend. It was a split series for the most part. I mean, it was three what three to two is what the Cubs have won the series this week.
1: Mm-hmm. We won three so, out of five, so same thing. Yeah, yeah, so. It was, it was a very good as series. As soon as I said three out of five, I realized I said the same thing you did, just yeah. in a different way. Yeah.
0: So. It a, shows it,
1: you how our minds work, people.
0: Yeah. It was a very good series, though.
1: That's how good minds work <laughs> versus uh, bad minds.
0: Very, very true. Very true.
1: Go Cardinals, though. Fuck Mike Shannon.
0: <laughs> he had a lot of work this weekend.
1: Yeah, five games. Five
0: games in four days.
1: Surprise! He was he was up for the second game of that double header.
0: <laughs> I'm, I hope he did not drink the whole day.
1: Why? I, good I for him. Yeah, good if for he, for sure. He did. Good for him. Good for him
0: for sure. But I hope for his health that he didn't drink all day. Fuck
1: his health. What's he? 79. He's young yes. and spry. <laughs>
0: Uh, Al Roboski, over the weekend turned sixty-nine.
1: I don't know who that is. Al
0: Raboski is a Cardinal legend, also Cardinal That's broadcaster. Exactly.
1: What, I don't know who he is.
0: Yeah, he uh, he's known for his, but anyway, his handlebar mustache.
1: Nice. Yes. Nice. Sixty-nine. Oh yes. yes. Nice.
0: Very nice. Yeah.
1: You're not up on your internet lingo today, are you? No,
0: I'm. I'm very tired.
1: <laughs> I can tell. I literally scraped him out of bed right before this.
0: Yeah, yeah. He knocked on my door and I was like, "What?" I should have
1: thrown something at you.
0: Shut up. Oh gosh.
1: Next time, one can only hope.
0: Yeah. Well, what? Uh, well, I mean, you yes.
1: Can... This week's show is movie conspiracy theories.
0: Well, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I wasn't gonna let you stumble through whatever you were in do.
0: Well, I was. I was just gonna say that you, you pretty much could throw something at me every night before we record
1: yeah basically they could but anyway folks this this week's episode since you know us and we love our conspiracy (laughs) theories we just moved it into a different realm yeah and that is um uh filmography was it filmography i don't know what the filmography yeah filmography okay yeah Cinematography. cinematography that's what it is
0: that's what it, well, filmography is is a word too. Okay. It they. But I w- the I wanted to go Cinematog- with cinematography. Cinematography is the better word.
1: But anyway, um, that's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be movies and TV shows, conspiracy theories about them. So, like I said, taking a favorite pastime of ours into a different realm, if you will. And I don't have any about Middle Earth. otherwise, I'd I'd have led with that.
0: Oh man, that would have been a good one to.
1: I can't even think of anything.
0: I I can't think of anything either.
1: But anyway. So we'll get started. Um, I'm going to go ahead. uh, No, I'll I'll end with this one because it's going to be a total mind fuck, I think. I read it and I was just like, oh, Jesus, Lord. Jesus, Lordy, Lord. (laughs) So in that case, my new first one is going to be Gilligan's Island is actually hell. Ooh. <laughs> so, just, just so you guys know, um, basically the theory here goes uh, that I'm reading right now. Um, everybody on Gilligan's Island, um, since there's like seven of them, uh, each, like each character represents one of the seven deadly sins. So, Mr. Howell, the rich guy, represents greed. Uh huh. His wife um, represents sloth because she doesn't want to do anything. Okay, like work a reverse, that's what her personality is. Yeah. Um, the movie star is lust. Um, the innocent farm girl is like jealousy or envy, whatever whichever name is actually where it goes to, um, because she you know she's just jealous of the movie star, Ginger, her personality and all that, and beauty. Um, and the professor is prideful. Because he can't admit that he's unable to fix the ship and help get them off the island. Then, that leaves the Skipper, who represents two of the Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. Um, he represents Gluttony and Wrath. So, who's that leave? Gilligan. Do you want to know who Gilligan is?
0: Yes, I would love to. Satan. Okay.
1: Because all his, like, like misfortunes and screw-ups prevent them from leaving the island, and he's always wearing red. That, this is, this, well done. This is very well thought out for a fan theory. Well done. And I, I totally believe in this in this conspiracy theory.
0: It makes, it makes a lot it, of cause sense. Because it makes
1: sense. They go out to sea, and they, they never come back. I don't even think in the finale they leave the island. They just, I don't know.
0: They just kind of die there.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if they die. I don't know. I don't know that I've, I've ever seen the finale.
0: Well, if they don't leave the island, they're going to die there.
1: But in the series finale, yeah, yeah. they in the don't se- die. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I know. They, they just kind of... Maybe they
1: become cannibals.
0: And then eat Satan.
1: What if Satan eats them?
0: Ooh. I, I, like, I like where this is going.
1: Uh, survivor Gilligan's island yeah
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's an interesting one i like it though mm-hmm. i think it's a good way to start
0: uh, how about i i start my my half off with a kick in the teeth that's fine um well to those of you that enjoy the toast the the two toy story movies i do
1: enjoy toast
0: yeah i love toast too we need a toaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, Toy Story 3 is actually about the Holocaust, is what this this fan mm-hmm. theory is. Um, according to Justin Hoffman of Yugo.com, Disney actually employed uh, this film fel- or firm family favorite to retell the atrocities of the Holocaust uh, via a talking Mr. Potato Head. Um, His evidence is Andy abandons his toys, like the Allies abandoned the Jews. Buzz's Sanctuary in the Attic is an Anne Frank reference. And then uh, there's the incinerator at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that's that's intense.
1: (laughs) It got real dusty in that movie theater uh, towards the end of that movie. Yeah. Real dusty. Real dusty, yeah. Real dusty, folks.
0: It's a great movie, though.
1: Yeah, I can't say it isn't. Oh, don't do this to me now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. My next one. It uh, takes place in the good old town of Bedrock. Ooh. Meet the Flintstones. <laughs> Meet the Flintstones. But anyway, um, so what the th- the conspiracy theory here is that it's twofold. It involves the Flintstones and the Jetsons.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Um, but the Flintstones is set in the future it's like post apocalyptic because that would explain why they're using very primitive things to model like current modern technology we have like cars yeah um record players and the such so they're using everything they can
0: to to model mm-hmm. what they had
1: yep, so that's that part of it, and the jetsons are set in the same time but above the earth because they are wealthy enough to be off the wasteland that the earth has become. So it's like the Jetsons are the wealthy people and the Flintstones are like the working class kind of deal.
0: Wow. Mm
1: -hmm. And both the shows were... Because they had a crossover event, too, where the Jetsons, quote-unquote, went into the future... And, um, or was it the future They they were supposed to go into the past, but they actually went into the future, which is when they ran into the Flintstones. The Flintstones.
0: Whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that, that's, I like that one. Did, did you ever watch a uh, Pulp Fiction?
1: Yes. Yeah. Which, Okay. Which conspiracy theory about piss Pulp Fiction are we going to talk about? Because I, I love... The briefcase. Oh, okay. That, that's fine. I, I do agree with this theory, by the way. okay. As long as it's the right avenue that you're going to take it on.
0: Uh, well, okay. So, basically, this one here says that the Pulp Fiction briefcase contains a soul. The golden glow of... Um... Wow, that was a terrible sentence. It should have been soul, period, and then continue on with it. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Man, i got to get you a little swastika and and my grammar underneath.
0: Yeah, right? Um, The fan site, PulpFiction.com, has the answer to uh, the suitcase. The suitcase is, in fact, the soul of Marcellus Watson, sold to the devil for wealth and status. How? the 666 combination, biblical references from Samuel L Jackson, motherfucker. And of course, Wallace's desperation to get it back.
1: Mhm. Yeah, um I do agree with that. I I think it's very, you know, apropos the the whole it's a briefcase full of gold that does it. now. What the fuck? You know how heavy that shit would be? Mhm. Uh but anyway, the other conspiracy theory that I that I do like ever since i watched the two back-to-back um reservoir dogs and pulp fiction i watched them back-to-back one day Mm -hmm. because that's how they showed up on netflix um but i think they happen on like the same day because they're both set in the same city obviously and because of the bank robbery all the cops are out you know being invested in the bank robbery mm-hmm. so that's why when uh they're driving around the, the blood-spattered car it's like they don't run into anybody huh. who gives a shit because they're all worried about the bank robbery not the uh random guys Ooh. Ooh. Jeez. Ooh. sorry there <laughs> that was a big one <laughs> wow that was a big one um excuse me but uh, that that's why when they're you know driving around and kill the guy in the car nobody gives a shit. Yeah. That the car is just blood-spattered all over. So, think about that, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, that's insane.
1: Insane in the membrane.
0: So, I I have a short one, but this one makes sense and it it is kind of coming from the studio itself that put all these movies together. Um because of what they did. With each movie, there's little references in each movie. The Pixar theory, Uh, heard this?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Every movie takes place in the mm -hmm. same universe. Some guys got a website devoted to it.
0: Yeah, I mean
1: they're like Monsters Inc. Well, just about every Disney Pixar movie has a reference to itself.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean they. I think Monsters Inc. When they first one of the first rooms they go into, they actually have the ball from Toy Story. Yeah, but Like, like right there.
1: It, they they all reference each other. prior movies yeah. if they can because obviously the first Disney Pixar movie can't reference anything no, no because it's the first one
0: but that that it that one makes a lot of sense just because I mean there's so many references to the other movies mm-hmm. um, I mean it's there's a lot mm-hmm. it's not just like oh here's one movie that references Toy Story no it's Monster Inc. has Toy Story, this, that, mm-hmm. that, and I like the, other. the Planet
1: Express pizza trucks in a lot of yes. fucking films. Yes. But all this is like broken down hardcore. I believe it's uh, PixarTheory.com. dot com. Yes, believe.
0: PixarTheory.com, dot com. Yep.
1: But check it out. I don't want to waste our show breaking that down. Yeah, I will. But leave it's it's very very worth very fun read.
0: I'll throw that link in the description.
1: You should. Um, then I guess my next one will be, it'll be a nice little quick one. It's about a, the Avengers movie, the first Avengers 2012. So this is the, the film where Loki comes and attacks New York city. Okay. However, the entire like plot line, um, like Loki's plan is not to like, just fuck up the earth. On Thanos's behalf, it is actually to get back to Asgard, because like, how how else what how great of a setup would that be for Thor too? At this point, because like, all of the act because like Loki can't go back to Asgard because he'd just be assaulted and attacked. Yeah. But if he like, because he I believe they thought he was dead, if I'm remembering this right. Because they, they thought he was dead or whatever, and so he his body goes back or whatever, and he changes form, all that shit. So he ends up getting back into Asgard safe and sound. Interesting. Um,
0: Ferris Bueller.
1: Oh, God, I don't want to talk about Cameron. Really he, don't want to talk about Cameron. He
0: is... Uh...
1: I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it.
0: Ferris Bueller's real! <laughs> I, I agree with this theory, though. I totally do. Um, basically, the thought is that Ferris Bueller is actually a little voice inside of Cameron's head, representing Cameron's ideal life because he has home troubles. Um, and Cameron is obviously the real-life Cameron um, that is pointing out to this voice in his head. Like, no, we can't do this because, you know. Ferris Bueller's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, an inter- it's an interesting theory. Because, I mean, Ferris Bueller is the only one that breaks the fourth wall.
1: I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I will not believe this for the sake of everything I know. I will not, I will never come to terms with this. Fuck that.
0: I, I like it, though.
1: But anyway, let's talk about something that's actually believable and real. Uh, the Smurfs were white supremacists. What? <laughs> yeah. Think think about it. Think about it. All like the the, I don't know, townsfolk Smurfs are. They wear their white floppy hats. Okay, it comes kind of close to the KKK. And then Papa Smurf wears a red floppy hat. Also like the KKK. And the big dude, Gargamel. Okay. Stereotypical. You know, he's got a big ass nose. He's got dark haired. Um, and he loves money.
0: Yeah. yeah okay.
1: Very Jewish stereotype. Plus his cat is, uh, as, as a really, I don't know how to say it. But it's the, it's the Jewish angel of death. In Jewish tradition. Okay. Also, the actual author of the comic strip, before it was like a TV, cartoon, whatever, um, the, the first comic strip was called the Black Smurfs. So, when um, they, in that strip, when they got sick, the Smurfs turned black and lost all their intelligence. Wow. So, yes, the Smurfs are white supremacists. Clearly, yeah. Or blue
0: supremacists.
1: The Smurfs are modeled after white <laughs> supremacists. Is that what you wanted me to yes, say? Yes, I wanted you to say okay. that. Okay, well... <laughs> God damn it. My I, my life's too a... far away to threaten you today.
0: <laughs> that's uh, That's a good one, though. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um... Well, this one you haven't seen. We we still need to watch this movie. I, I haven't brought this upon you yet. But Labyrinth.
1: Oh, that's the David Bowie flick.
0: Mm-hmm. Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Um, it's a metaphor for a girl struggling with puberty, is what this says. Um, it, so, basically, the premise of the film is a young girl takes responsibility for her life and then goes off in search of... The, the child, which is what um, David Bowie his he is the goblin king he uh, he steals the child um, I don't remember it was something about the goblins living and th- it was this right type of night for them to come into the real world and and steal a human child for the goblin king lots of interesting stuff but um but like. Like the teenage body, or like a teenage body, the labyrinth around her is constantly changing and challenging her along the way. So,
1: hey, it makes sense. I've never seen the flick, but I mean, we'll
0: have to watch it because I I think it, it does make a lot of sense. So, okay, well,
1: this is also about a TV show I've never seen, but it's very interesting. So it's a it's a TV show uh, called Murder She Wrote. It's set in a little town of Cabot Cove, Maine, population of thirty-five hundred people. So, the the main character is essentially just a novelist and an amateur detective, quote unquote. Um, so the whole like TV show is based around her finding dead bodies, and then later figuring out who the murderer is. This conspiracy theory is. Saying, she's a fucking serial killer. Because it's like, how else... So, the show was on for 12 years. And over 12 seasons, there were 268 deaths. Okay. Which would... And the town is only 3,500 people. Like, that is an astounding murder rate. Yeah. Just in general. Um, so, either killers are just flocking to Cabot Cove, Maine or this chick is just absolutely setting the hell up out of people. You know, framing them and she's just a serial killer.
0: Dang. It's an interesting one. Oh man. The rugrats.
1: I should have brought this up when uh we should have brought this up right after Ferris Bueller.
0: Yeah, we really should have cuz this is another figment. Um it's a uh... Well, there's there's a couple different ones. Because this, this one in particular says that it's a figment of Angelica's imagination. Mm-hmm. But I know there's one where it's a figment of um, Stan's, the, the dad's. Is he Tommy's dad? Yeah, he's Tommy's dad. It's a figment because uh, all of them, basically the theory is that uh, Tommy died uh, pre-birth. Mm-hmm. And so Stan imagined and just kind of went cuz he's he's kind of eccentric
1: cuz i mean that's why he'd be an eccentric inventor yeah inventing child's toys yeah exactly it makes sense
0: so um that one that one i think is a little bit more um but basically the so he just kind of went off the deep end and just kept making child's toys and just imagining the the random adventures that his his baby tommy would have been able mm-hmm. to go through had he not died uh in the womb. Um, but this one says that, uh, it was all the babies were a product of, um, Angelica's imagination being lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, she imagined her parents, friends having babies in order for her to have some, some people to play with. Um, Chucky and his mother died, which is why his father is constantly a nervous wreck. Um, Tommy was a stillborn leading to Stu, always making toys for the son. Now that one is the one that I've always Mm -hmm. heard. So, um, the DeVilles had an abortion, so Angelica imagined a male and a female twins as she didn't know the gender. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, it, it, either way, I mean, they both kind of tie into each other, really.
1: Mm-hmm. But. So, I've got two. I got a real quick one, and then, then my long one, and I think we could uh, wrap up and go into the normal stuff. Okay. You okay with that? Yeah. All right. Uh, the, the real quick one. Um, the Power Rangers are all child soldiers fighting against their will think about it like as in in real life like the 1980s and so on and so forth kids were given like plastic keys or rings or something and then told to just go walk out in front of minefields and in front of the adults or whatever mm-hmm. you know but the power rangers are given all kinds of gadgets and gizmos to go fight people they've never seen before people they've never seen before landmines you can't see it's kind of you know, very real world applicable. Yeah. Even uh, some fan ended up making a making a movie, um, <laughs> uh, like um, who like modeled uh, gr- a grown up Power Ranger, and one of the lines in the movie was, "Yeah, we were children asked to fight an intergalactic war against an enemy we never met. Let's stop pretending our side stood on some kind of moral high ground."
0: <laughs> very true <laughs>
1: though. It's the fucking truth. Alright, so there's that one. That was a quick one. This one might be a little long, but it'll be worthwhile. I'll provide a lot of evidence. Okay. So, everybody remembers the, the the good old movie Home Alone. Yes. Right? Well, Uncle Frank was the criminal mastermind behind everything. It was not a robbery. It was a murder. Slash robbery kind of deal. Whoa. So, basically, Uncle Frank, if you can't pick out the... He's got a little, little role. But he's the guy at the beginning of the movie who goes up and gets the pizza. He's like, ah, it's my brother's house, he'll take care of it. And just walks away, he doesn't pay the pizza guy. That's your first hit. Uncle Frank's a shady motherfucker who doesn't like to... He's a cheapskate. Yeah. Okay. But, throughout that whole night, he's set up a sequence of events... You know, all the cheese pizza being gone, which then causes Kevin to get mad and all this shit. So he goes upstairs and all this stuff. He makes a big deal about everybody being up at 8 a.m. on the dot, and they're leaving. All this stuff, you know. So at this point, Kevin's upstairs, so he's not in the middle of this whole people telling him 8 o'clock, all this stuff. And then, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then the power goes out. You know, because so, that's why they're in disarray the next morning. Yeah. They're saying Uncle Frank knocked out the power or like sabotaged the tree branch that knocked out the power. Whoa. Um, <clears throat> and then the next morning, like when, when they're doing the head count. Yeah. Uncle Frank had a neighborhood kid just come by and be like, ooh, or whatever, like waved a them on so then there'd be enough heads because they're freaking out there trying to go 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 and the last adult out of the house or at least the last adult on the porch with i believe it's kevin's mom and she was locking the door so uncle frank so he knows kevin ain't out there kevin's still asleep up in his room whatever kevin knows or uncle frank knows so he's like whatever and then fast forward to them on the plane kevin's mom finds out or realizes and uh he's she's like oh we forgot kevin Uncle Frank sits up and says, Oh, don't worry. I forgot my reading glasses. What? Yeah. <laughs> you forgot a kid? You forgot your reading glasses. What? <laughs> Basically so that, the same thing. So, so that tells you, like, A, he's a cheapskate and mm-hmm. wants his brother's money. And B, it tells you how little he thinks of Kevin. Comparing him to fucking reading glasses. Yeah. And then, after they land the airplane... Uh, Uncle Frank's wife, whatever the fuck her name is, the aunt, um, was given the, the, you know, phone book or whatever, like the contact book by Kevin's mom. And she's like, yeah, we went through it. We called everybody. But in the background of that scene, Uncle Frank's on the phone with somebody. Who's he calling? Frank and Marv. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So he calls them because it's like, so that that's what this theory's suggesting. He calls him at that point. And then when they get back to the hotel in France, you know, everybody's freaking out about Kevin being gone. And this motherfucker's walking through with a little plate of, like, I think it's jumbo shrimp or something. He's just like, ah, jumbo shrimp, yeah, 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 let's go. <laughs> Not a care in the world. But then when Frank and Marv break into the house, Rather than like be dissuaded from the robbery, they jump instantly to wanting to kill Kevin. You know, yeah, out of a few minor injuries. Yeah, because like you would think, oh, if I I was robbing a place and just something happened like that, a bit, oh, okay, next house. Why why are they dead set on killing him now? That makes a lot of sense. It's fucking Uncle Frank.
0: Uncle Frank, man. Shady, and shady then motherfucker.
1: After that, like scene with the jumbo shrimp or whatever he is on a fancy plate. Yeah, you don't see Uncle Frank the rest of the movie. But yeah, Uncle Frank's Jeez. the criminal mastermind behind the first Home Alone.
0: Holy cow! <laughs> that's, that's a that's a doozy. Mm-hmm. I like that one though. Wow,
1: that's dark though. Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think we need something that uh, takes away the darkness, though.
1: Dead jokes. Dead, dead jokes! Dead jokes. Dead jokes. Dead jokes. We need to come up with a jingle. Like an For, entrance.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: I'll come up with something.
0: Okay. Yeah, creative Executive
1: president of creative development. <laughs> at your service.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well... I think, uh, I think Mitochondria would be a, a great prison nickname. They'd be the powerhouse of the cell.
1: Mm. Mm. So, I bought the world's worst thesaurus, th- thesaurus yesterday. Not only is it terrible, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. I
0: recently read that icy was the easiest word to spell. I didn't understand it at first, but now I see why.
1: I hate this. You want know to why? Because the only time like I hear the word icy, I just picture I-C-E-E with a little polar bear. Yeah. God, that's so good. So, a Mexican magician tells his audience, I will disappear on the count of three. He counts down. Uno, dos. And then he disappears without a trace.
0: God damn it.
1: You knew exactly where that was going.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Oh. I want you to come up with a better fish pun. Once you do, let me know. Is that a fish? Minnow.
1: Oh, minnow. Okay. Okay. I, I didn't hear minnow. I I heard, like, lemino.
0: Let minnow. I, I didn't say it.
1: Right. No, that that that's fine. I just blended all of those <laughs> things into one syllable. Yeah. When it should have been maybe two. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it should have been, well, three, technically. But two words. Yes.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. I... <laughs> That blue airplane, man. Right over my head. <laughs> oh, and I tell you, I have a heart of a lion. And a lifetime ban from the Toronto Zoo. Also, be, be 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 careful. There's like a... I think it's a cheetah or a leopard um, escaped from the New Orleans Zoo. Um, really? it, it hasn't left the zoo, but it has killed multiple other zoo animals
0: i i read a story about a tiger escaping from his enclosure um i don't maybe remember. it
1: was a tiger i know it was a deadly cat
0: yeah i i read it it was like oh the week before the grand opening of the zoo and it killed like five or six other animals and they they mm-hmm. were like well i guess we're not opening it this weekend yeah. <laughs>
1: I know this I know this was the New Orleans zoo, so and it was like last week or this week or something.
0: Oh wow. Dang. That's crazy. <laughs> oh man. You know, <laughs> anyone who uh, slaps Dwayne Johnson's ass has really hit rock bottom.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Told my girlfriend she drew her eyebrows on too high. She looks so surprised. <laughs>
0: So, uh, I know this, this may work for you and Ethel too, but, uh, my wife and I laugh about how competitive, competitive we are, but I laugh more and louder.
1: Mm hmm I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. (laughs) So when my girlfriend told me she was dumping me because of my obsession with the monkeys, I didn't believe her, but then I saw her face.
0: Oh man! So here's here's an oldie but goodie, and I know we've brought this up before, but I love this one so very dearly. What's the difference between a zippo and a hippo?
1: One's a little lighter.
0: One's really heavy, and one's a little lighter. <laughs> I love that.
1: What do you get when you cross a dyslexic, an insomniac, and an Agnostic What? Someone who lays awake at night wondering if there is a dog. <laughs>
0: So uh did did you hear about the the local death? The guy that owns the cinema has died. His funeral is on Monday at twelve ten, four twenty, or fourteen twenty, and eighteen forty.
1: Mm. Good. <laughs> you wanna know what my grandfather said right before he kicked the bucket? I'm gonna kick the bucket. I wonder how far I can kick this bucket. <laughs>
0: love those jokes <laughs> just just very blunt <laughs> oh hey doctor can I administer my own anesthetic doctor go ahead knock yourself out
1: <laughs> so I recently joined a nudist colony
0: oh god I don't want to even picture that
1: <laughs> the first few days were the hardest <laughs> <laughs>
0: like that (laughs) i can tell i can tell oh so why do scuba (laughs) scuba divers fall backwards out of boats i don't know because if they fell forward they fall back into the boat (laughs) (laughs) it's so good because it's just true (laughs) again i I really like those very (laughs) blunt ones
1: What do you call a nun in a wheelchair? Oh, God, what? Virgin Mobile.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is a good one. What do you get for the man who has everything? I don't know. Antibiotics.
1: Man, so what's Whitney Houston's favorite type of coordination? Oh God, what? Hand eye. <laughs> <laughs> For those think, of you who couldn't not, see that, I did some very good hand motions.
0: To not that. only his hand motions, but his face <laughs> was priceless. <laughs> I think. That, I wish we had that on tape because that was. That whole setup made the joke even funnier.
1: <laughs> Sometimes it's not about the punchline. It's about the delivery. <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, man. So I just watched a bunch of cross-dressers run a marathon. Yeah, it was one hell of a drag race. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. <laughs> so I called up my landlord and said, Hey, I got a leak in my sink. He said, go ahead. I'm not judging.
0: Oh, I'm trying to be a sociopath, but I'm not great in manipulating people. I'm more of a so-so path.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Ooh, I clicked the wrong one. So, I went to the aquarium today. Really enjoyed the dolphins. Me and them just clicked.
0: Oh, man. Hey, Dad, what's the name of the state furthest north in the U.S.? Dad, I don't know, but if I find someone who knows, I'll ask about it.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So, I went into a pet shop. I said, can I buy a goldfish? The the clerk said, do you want an aquarium? I replied, I don't care what star sign it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what sucks? Vacuums.
1: God, it's a Hoover. <laughs> Where does the general keep his armies? What? In his sleeveys.
0: <laughs> I think I've seen that one recently. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Uh, What if you age wine for 12 to 13 years? I don't know. I think it's called Teen Spirits.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's good. So I bought some shoes from a drug dealer earlier. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day.
0: (laughs) Uh, Did you hear how the farmer got so much wool from his sheep this year?
1: No. How do you do it? Sheer luck. (laughs) God. So there are two soldiers in a tank. One turns to the other and says, "Blah blah 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 blah." Took you a second there. <laughs> yeah. Took you a second there. I saw. I saw the realization happen on your face.
0: Oh, I just came across the the nudist colony one.
1: <laughs> oh, I got. I got to say another one. I know. I've. I know. I've said this before, but it's. It's another. Uh, another nun joke. Two nuns are sitting on a park bench. A man in a trench coat runs up and flashes them. One nun had a stroke, and the other couldn't reach. <laughs> it always—it doesn't get old.
0: No, it doesn't. So, recently joined a nudist colony. A few first few days were the hardest. After that, you can just hang out with the others.
1: Mm-hmm. The egg said to the pot of the boiling water. It's going to take a little bit to get hard. I got laid this morning.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> what do you call a long group of rabbits jumping backwards? I don't know. A receding hairline.
1: I take that personally. <laughs> but anyway, this is the last one I got. Oh, What do you do when you see a spaceman? What? Park it in, man. Oh, I I fucked that up. Parking it, man. My bad. Waiter. My bad, peeps.
0: Waiter. This coffee tastes like mud. Yes, sir. It's fresh ground.
1: God. We were doing so well, and we had to end it on that? Well, it just ties
0: in really well to me trying to piss you off in the the next segment. I'm not
1: saying my last joke was any better, because I (laughs) fucked it up. But God, the the middle part of that segment was... We were crushing it. And now it's just like, what the fuck? Okay. I (sighs) guess it's time for some riddles.
0: (laughs) I have two arms, but fingers none. I have two feet, but cannot run. I carry well... But have found I carry best with my my feet off the ground. What am I?
1: A chair? No. No.
0: Because this only has two feet. Oh. Two arms, but no fingers. Two feet, but cannot run. Carry well but have found carrying, or I carry my best with my feet off the ground.
1: <laughs> I'm perplexed. Ready for it? Sure.
0: A wheelbarrow. Two arms. That's what you lift it with. Well, with I, I get that. And it carries best when the feet are off the ground. So you gotta you, you pick it up to push it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I never knew those things were called feet. Mhm. Legs. That's yeah. That that's what I like. When I was going through stuff, I was like, mm, "That's kind of dumb." <laughs>
0: um. I am sharp looking, or I am a sharp looking horse, with a flaxen tail. The longer I run the shorter my tail becomes. What's flaxen mean? Um, I'm pretty pretty sure it means real thin. Okay.
1: I'm going to make a rule here that you can't use riddles of words you do not know for certain. (laughs) Flaxen. Can you read it again? Yeah. Mr. Dictionary.
0: I am a sharp-looking horse with a flaxen tail. The longer I run, the shorter my tail becomes what am i
1: i want to get smart assy and say a rocket horse
0: a, r- a rocket horse
1: yeah like a little a horse that's a rocket because its tail would be the the the, the fuse true The tail gets shorter the longer it runs. I don't know.
0: A needle. Because the longer it goes through, the shorter the uh, um, string on the end becomes. The tail. Because it's going through The, uh, I'm, the
1: fabric. I am so lost. Sewing. Sewing needle. Oh, so the horse is the fucking... The needle itself.
0: And then the tail is the string that's attached to it. <sighs> that's fucking stupid. <laughs> what? He, here's Here's one that might be a little easier. What dresses for summer... And sheds in the winter. Me? (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I guess.
1: (laughs) Dresses for summer and sheds in the winter. Yes. You have a uh i couldn't find any good ones no, no good one. there are there probably some but mm-hmm. wow. social media trends are so fleeting nowadays You can't keep up with all of them. most of the time how it goes is there's there's like one on monday or tuesday that i see and i'm like yeah yeah i'm gonna remember this one and then I, I just forget <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's fine that's fine we we got a shannon version. For you today um, to celebrate the uh, the Cubs Cardinals series.
1: <laughs> Whoa, it just refreshed on me, and that was not very good. Excuses. Give the there's people a, what they there's want. There's
0: the Cincinnati, Annapolis, Ohio, tomorrow night. We'll be in Cincinnati. Annapolis. takes a while to get readjusted to the crooks and nannies of these ballparks when you haven't been here for a while
1: all right guys i think it's been a good show (laughs) i'll see you next week as always thanks for listening 101 things under the sun (laughs) podcast finished we out see you guys